0: Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, I saw that you got your first shot over the weekend. How's your arm feeling? That's my first question.
1: My arm feels pretty good, but I'm just super tired. I was telling you before the show, I... I took a 2 hour nap today and it, just a shorter nap yesterday, but I just feel mm-hmm. really run down. But and I never really told anybody publicly, but I'm low key afraid of needles. It's much better now than when I was a child, but um that's kind of one of the one of the uncertain things about me signing up to get the vaccine. But yes, shot one down.
0: Good. The the needle it doesn't it didn't hurt when you take it though. Yeah. I mean I th- I think I was talking to the person that was administering it mm-hmm. and I didn't even feel it. they go, Okay, we're all done. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. And they no, just put totally. the band aid on.
1: Totally. And and I agree, I didn't really feel anything either, but um for, for a while when I was in my tweens I was so afraid of needles that I would actually undergo a drill to my teeth without anesthesia because I didn't want a needle near my mouth. And and so like I've overcome that piece of it. Like if I'm getting dental work, I get the needle in the mouth. For years, I just didn't. I'm pretty proud that I'm overcoming one of my phobias. And yes, you're right. It didn't hurt that much. But um, I'm just sleepy all the time now. But that's okay. It's also like (laughs) 80 degrees out. So
0: (laughs) It's funny. There's some people that have needle phobias. Were, mm-hmm. When I was working at my previous em- employer, there were personal trainers, like big, huge guys, mm-hmm. like 250 pound, all muscle guys, and they have needle phobia. And when they have to yeah. get their blood drawn, right. they absolutely faint. It's like six foot two, 250 pound right. guys. They're just all muscle and they faint. I don't know. I just accept the norms. Like, okay, whatever needle is yeah. going to be inserted whenever I get into surgery or whatever, if people are drawing blood, it's like, okay, is this is the standard and just go ahead and do it. I was like, I have no other options. I feel you, <laughs> so just, you, I, it doesn't matter to me. You've met my brother, Tyler, right? Olivia's husband. Yes, I
2: have.
1: So Tyler's kind of a big guy and like me, he has tattoos and these tattoos take hours to undergo mm. them, you know, like two mm-hmm. to five hours each session. Um, He's going to kill me for saying this, but he actually doesn't listen to the show, but Taylor does. So Taylor heal This
0: Taylor's going to tell Tyler. Taylor, right? Right.
1: But but Tyler was so afraid. He still is afraid of needles uh-huh. when he was probably, I don't know, between 12 or 14. One time he had to get a shot because they were about infection, like he got into some sort of fall or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it took four people to hold him down. Like he was Oof. flipped out and he was yeah. like just bananas and like they had to restrain him. So, again, Tyler doesn't really listen to this. So I
0: don't care. <laughs> Was it crowded at Lumen Field when you? That's where you got your shot, right? Because I got mine at just the local drugstore for me. Yeah, I wish. You know, I keep hearing
1: that drugstores allegedly have appointments, but every time I go check, they don't. Yeah, so Lumen Field, I went at about one o'clock, which you would think is a really busy time, but I thought, um, aside from the parking garage. It was really well set up and it moved very quickly. I mean, the slowest part of everything was the garage. And so if I had one recommendation for people going to Lumen, it would be to find another way there, whether it's getting dropped off or a ride share or, the, or mass transit, if it's safe for you, because really that took most of the time. The shot itself and going through the lines super quick. Hmm.
0: Just be like every other Asian and just park in Chinatown and then just walk down to Lumen Field.
1: I was going to, but you know what happened? <laughs> I was going to drive myself. And of course, my husband just like, let me drive you. I'm just like. Uh, I was going to go to Chinatown and do all this stuff before. I'm just like, fine. <laughs> oh,
0: my husband's trying to uh, be nice and trying to, right. the <laughs> worse. Trying to accommodate <laughs> me. Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> but yes, I was going to go to Chinatown. But also, um, I don't know if you remember, I found out earlier that day there was going to be a rally in Hing Hei. And so mm-hmm. before the rally, sometimes it gets really busy around there. And I also knew there was a baseball game. So sometimes people like to pre-funk all day. Wasn't yeah. sure what the parking situation was. Did you get an Al's hot dog? That's my hot dog of choice when yeah. I go to the Mariners you know, game. Al's cool. Did you know that? Like, I don't. I didn't. I didn't talk to Al today. Uh, that that day yesterday. Do you know? Like, sometimes he makes shave ice. Uh, oh, he and, does, and, and it's actually that. not bad. And so I I didn't go over there to check because I was really trying to get in and out because really that's the most people I've been around a long time. So I was like mm-hmm. kind of sketched, like trying to dodge people <laughs> and like you 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 listeners, you can't see me, but I'm like doing like all this these football moves, like juking people. Um, so. <laughs> But yeah, so Al sometimes used to do shave ice during the summer. Maybe it's too early in the season, but yeah, so yes, El's hot dogs, gourmet.
0: It's it's a yellow tent. Els is cool people. Your second shot, I want you to buy a bag of peanuts and just wait in line and just start eating the bag of peanuts. Or Cracker Jacks. <laughs> or cracker jacks. Like you do, like you're going to the Mariners game and they're just waiting in line and you're just like just- you know, it's like they probably sell the concessions. They might as well right. if there's people going to get their vaccine. Yeah. There's gonna be, where are the people gonna be at? Totally. So you might as well start selling licorice and cracker jacks and popcorn right. and, and
1: peanuts. And I totally wasn't hungry when I got in that line. And mind you, the whole thing was like half an hour. I wasn't hungry when I got in that line, but I think it's that 15 minutes that they tell you to sit in the observation area where you can't think about anything else, and you're just yeah. sitting there staring at the clock, you're just like, I'm kinda hungry. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm thirsty. <laughs> (laughs) You know, when you sit quietly, you just start thinking about all this random stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: almost said a bad word. (laughs) I was looking at all the different pain relievers that they had Mm because that was was when I had to wait. But anyway, well, on our show, Seattle Foodie Podcast, we encourage everyone to get their vaccine. So Mm -hmm. go get vaccinated. Everybody in the state of Washington is now 16 and over eligible. Mm -hmm. Make sure you go sign up and good luck trying to get a spot. Yes. And hopefully you get it soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. welcome to the show everyone episode 136 of the seattle foodie podcast monica how are you doing tonight i'm doing pretty good
1: and i know everybody is totally happy about this sunshiny warm weather i'm not i haven't been able to sleep for two days because i have to sleep at like 65 degrees or lower and it's not (laughs) time to bring up the ac yet but i'm telling you that fan's coming up today
0: because i am mad (laughs) how about you that ac is glorious oh, yes, i don't know it for is. me <laughs> it's glorious so, i stayed in the house today i was like "Ooh, it feels comfortable i know it was 80 degrees out but i've been out 80 degrees and was it 75 on friday too as right. well it was comfortable weather good yeah i love it i love that it's dry there's nothing like hitting your golf clubs into the ground and wet ground oh and yeah then dirt flies Ugh. up all over your khaki yeah. pants yeah, yeah that's that's so this the way you just get me. like
1: you just get dust right when it's all dry it's all dust
0: it's, it's not even dust it's like nothing <laughs> nothing touches my pants it's like this is amazing or shorts in my legs in general so i think this is amazing because i'm wearing white socks
1: when i was in the vaccine line um, one of the volunteers you know they're, they're really nice and there's regular people he's just like hey you got a really nice tan and i just kind of looked at him and just like this is my color <laughs> like it's not a, like this is literally my color yeah i mean because you've known me a long time so you know like pretty much when it gets like this one or two times in the sun that's it like i'm i just brown up real real quick mm-hmm. but it was really funny tan
0: yeah tan. same same i think any mm-hmm. foods like nelson you're so dark I'm like i don't i don't know what i'm doing i, I, I've been, <laughs> I guess i've been outside the past I three days <laughs> I walked outside. <laughs> that's what happens holy totally. okay well we have a great show why don't we get into what are we eating so the week started off, Monica, with us having happy hour slash dinner with our good friend Boba Eggs. Mm-hmm. She picked the place. So we yes. went to LaCoin out in Fremont mm-hmm. and we had a fun time. I enjoyed the clams and wedge salad with some adult slushies. And I rarely drink when we go out. So that was kind of a special <laughs> occasion. For uh, us you now. had two. <laughs> I had <have> two. <laughs> When was the last time I had two cocktails? Or it's been a long time since alcohol. you've had two
1: cocktails. I know. It's been a long time. I was just
0: feeling it because I was just so happy to see Bo Bakes. And you, of course, Mike, because <laughs> I haven't seen you in person. We haven't had like proper, I don't know, eating event. Or, Pretty I don't know, not time. event, but like some eating mm-hmm. get together. I don't know how many weeks or how many it's months. It's been a long time, it's been. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I was really happy that uh, Retta wanted to hang out because she's one of my five people outside my household that I'm willing to do it with. And yes, super impressed with your stamina with your two slushies, Nelson, because you look <laughs> like you were happy and feeling it. But I think you've seen the real headline here. The fun part about the three of us getting together is Red is always like super nice to me. Just like, where do you want to eat, Monica? Like, you know, I'm just like, I'm not going more than like five miles from my house. And I have all these rules. And Nelson's just like, why, why do we have to go where Monica wants to go? Monica? Let's go to West Seattle. Let's go to Issaquah and i'm just like y'all can do whatever you want i just won't go (laughs) so she's super that that's a real headline trying to actually negotiate where where we go but um i had french onion soup which i liked and uh i had sable fish, which is always a real treat for me to have in person so that was really good
0: not to give away boba eggs location but she's also on the east side too so why do two of us have to go to ballard or close to ballard or fremont in the seattle area Mm-hmm. I I
1: kinda person, feel like oh, I kinda it? feel like what I'm hearing is that Retta loves me more than you two. Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. So after that we went out to Greenwood to Pie Bar. I had no idea that there was a pie bar location in Greenwood. I thought there mm-hmm. was always the, the truck as well as well they used to have a location On Capitol Hill, but they Mm -hmm. don't have that one anymore Mm -hmm. and Ballard. So Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but we went to the Greenwood one. I got the orange dreamsicle pie with a scoop of vanilla. Mm -hmm. Again, I've talked about this whole orange ice cream with the wooden spoon so many times that (laughs) I I seem to always gravitate towards it. Mm -hmm. But what really intrigued me, Monica, were their savory pies. So I'm gonna have to go back and try that next. I think they had a Cubano, didn't they, on the menu? Yeah, Cubano. Did they have a chicken pot pie too, maybe? yeah yeah for sure i'm not a pie fan you know that we've talked about this on air before <laughs> loves desserts, i'm always a savory so give me a shepherd's pie a, a brisket pie i don't know there's no such thing as a brisket pie but a cubano pie that sounds amazing that sounds good anything mm-hmm. with meat and peas i guess <laughs> yeah peas <laughs> yes i
1: totally feel you with the nostalgia because what i got from myself was the cocoa puff milk cream pie and so i'm a cream pie person it's not that i don't eat berry pies i do but it to be really good, so I I really lean into the cream ones because lactose intolerance. Of course, I would like those better. It mm-hmm. was really delicious, and then I got a banana cream pie to bring home for my husband. And Cole actually picked out a buckleberry, which it's not like him to pick out a berry pie, but that's what he picked out, and he really he's he's in one of those phases right now where he's trying a bunch of things that he hasn't
0: tried before. Or just kind of forgot about. Kind of cool. I thought this was a typo, buckleberry. I've never heard mm-hmm. of a buckleberry before, Monica.
1: Yeah, no. Buckleberry,
0: yes, but not buckleberry. So
1: the buckleberry was a mix. And so there's apples and there's berries in it. And so I think it just describes a sort of fruit pie. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Moving on to Tuesday, I was golfing out near Fort Lewis and the Tacoma area. And that gave us an excuse to stop by in Federal Way for some ace Korean barbecue at Shinsung. I have missed Korean barbecue. I think mm. that is the one thing I've missed during this whole <laughs> pandemic is because you can't go to Ace Korean barbecue, mm-hmm. one, because it was indoors, and right. then two, we don't go out with a bunch of people. So I just mm-hmm. can't go and say like party of one for Ace Korean barbecue. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> it was so good. I-, I have to admit, I was a little out of shape mm-hmm. when it comes to eating Ace. I'm or you sorry. can eat because we were only able to eat two orders of pork belly brisket and the marinated pork and all the other meats. Yeah. Normally it would be like three orders, maybe four mm. orders, depending on how hungry we are, depending yeah. on how much of carnivores we are. I could, We could only do two. And I just felt like, man, was it worth the $25 to get the, right? I get the $25 so, worth yeah. of, of marinated beef and pork and pork ribs? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a
1: really disappointing showing. And I was going to say, I'm not really sure you got the value for what you paid. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You better work out before you go next time.
0: <laughs> Maybe the age is
1: co- creeping up on me. I like, <laughs> can't do it
0: when you're this, this old. I don't know. Oh Yeah, I haven't had Korean barbecue in a long time. Sounds delicious. Oh, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. Thursday, I was out in West Seattle and I heard really good things about this place called Moto Pizza. They serve Detroit style pizza. Monica, I had no idea there's an up house Mm -hmm. from the Disney up wedged between two buildings in West Seattle. I've Mm -hmm. always seen the one in Ballard, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know there was one in West Seattle. And that's where Moto Pizza is located.
1: No, it looked really cool. I saw your pictures.
0: Yeah, it was fun. I, it's just kind of fun. where mm-hmm. just Someone just is really stubborn and just holds that house in. And nobody, <laughs> no, no, no builders want to take okay. care of it. So they're like, all right, we'll just leave it in there. It's funny because it's wedged in between these two high buildings. And I, I like that. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend their pizzas, Monica. Highly, highly recommend it. It was really good. I got the Mr. Pig, which had the Filipino pork belly, spicy pork sausage, calamansi, lime sauce, and Mr. Pig sauce. Mm-hmm. I just love the crust. I'm not comparing it to Chicago style pizza, but the crust is this, it's a square pizza and it's just caramelized golden thick crust mm-hmm. around it. Oh, I want to go back. Oh, wow. Even though West Seattle has that detour. They that have to yeah, go through it's White gonna, Center or whatever it's gonna it is. going to be a
1: minute for me. People ask it me is. to come out to West Seattle. I'm just like, no, we're about like two years mm-hmm. away from that. But um, I do like Detroit style pizza though. I don't like Chicago, mm-hmm. but I do like Detroit style. So it sounds yeah. really good, especially those flavors.
0: Ty of Mangosteen actually messaged me and said, Mm -hmm. you need to get the crab pizza. So Mm -hmm. if you guys need a recommendation, either if you want sausage and pork belly, get the Mr. Pig. But if you want something different, get the seafood and Mm -hmm. the crab pizza for that one. Mm Yeah. Friday morning, I was in the Rainier Beach area. I noticed that umami kushi was nearby. So I got some okazu pan, which are Japanese breads with savory fillings. So obviously savory fillings. Mm -hmm. None of this cream puff stuff. None of this cream... (laughs) (laughs) Monica, I'm talking about... Beef curry, kimchi pork, Mm -hmm. salmon, jerk chicken. So I got four types of okazu pan. I was actually wanting to get beignets, but I didn't know that they only served beignets on the weekends. So I'll have to come back on the weekends for beignets. Mm -hmm. Why do the sweet and good stuff always have to be served on just weekends only?
1: I don't know because I'm getting mixed messages from you. First it's just I like, know, no, oh, I know. I know. Oh. It's just like, oh, you know, I like the savory stuff, but those beignets yeah, and I oh, I ate some pie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, beignets aren't that easy to make. I mean, you have to get the dough right and then just being in front of a fryer all day. It's it's a full-time thing. So yeah. I don't blame them for just doing it on the weekends. It's a lot of work to do during a regular lunch service.
0: Okay, fair enough. It's fair. <laughs> beignets, menudo. I mean, why do mm-hmm. things only have to be on the weekends? I don't get to understand. <laughs> how many days does menudo take to make, Nelson? I don't know, but why is it only served on the weekends, Monica? You get your pozole every day of the week, but I can only get menudo on Saturdays and Sundays.
1: Well, first of all, Roger at Algo Verde Cafe is amazing, and I have the recipe for the pozole. It's just you know I got to go out and get a pig head, and <laughs> I got to take all this and do all this stuff. So it's just like it's still easier for me just to go to Algo Verde, but I'm going to do it one day, and I'll tell you how many days it takes
0: (laughs) all right finally we're into the weekend on saturday to round out the week of eating i went on a food crawl with the usual suspects wasn't really prepared for it but started off with brunch at eggs in bellevue hyatt then we went out to white center for the tiny's pop-up at future primitive brewing tiny's makes naturally leavened pizza otherwise known as sourdough pizza monica Mm. We got three pizzas. Pretty, I think we bought, pretty much got all of them except for the cheese one. Mm-hmm. The Rob Caesar with purple broccoli Rob, Mala Beef, and the Pep Plus. Mm-hmm. There was also egg rolls and a Choco peanut butter cake as well. Man, I'm talking about a lot of sweets. I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> that Choco peanut butter cake. I don't even like chocolate cake. You know that. <laughs> This and it was I very did. good it was like very cake. rich <laughs> very rich and delicious i would recommend it for all you chocolate lovers no oh, that's awesome i can really taste the peanut butter in it too mm-hmm. then to finish off the food crawl we all got mango sago drinks from A Plus Hong Kong Kitchen. And you were right. There was a protest out in Hing Hei Park. Yeah. And I picked up some Chinese barbecue sausage from King's Barbecue House before I left back home. Mm-hmm. This sausage is so good. I know people love barbecue smoked sausages. There's just something about this Chinese barbecue sausage from King's Barbecue House. Mm-hmm. I've talked about it before, and more people really need to know about this. Yeah, it looked really good. It I was so good. It. I bought out all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I asked them. Monica, asked them, Monica. <laughs> Do you have it? It's like, yes, I have this much. It's like, I'll take it all. And then you're like, are you sure? It's like, yes, I will take all of it.
1: So So hold up. Y'all foodies ate vegetable pizza. I want to come back to this because one of the pizzas is just a Rob Caesar with broccoli Rob. Yeah. Y'all
0: ate a vegetable pizza? Okay. I eat vegetable pizzas. All right. Well, but isn't one of like the most famous sandwiches is a is a porchetta with broccoli rob Or that's or, true. Was there pork right? on it? There wasn't pork on it All because right. it had the Caesar on it. <laughs> <laughs> it had like anchovy ty- right type Caesar, mm-hmm. so I guess it was it, it was a, it was a pescatarian. fishy pizza? Okay, it pescatarian. It was a pescatarian pizza. That's what they mm-hmm. had in the parentheses. Okay. And so I was excited. I was like, "Oh, is, where's the anchovies?" It's like, "Oh no, it's in the Caesar." Hmm. And- Yeah, that that threw me off there. But yeah,
1: yes. And I like anchovy flavor and not the actual anchovies either. I mean, I will eat them. I just prefer to have them mixed into dressings and sauces.
0: Also, when you get supreme pizzas, don't they have? olives, mushrooms, and peppers. Aren't those greens as well? are those considered vegetables? Oh, I prefer pizza? just,
1: I prefer just meat pizzas. And so if you see vegetables on my pizza, that's no. because there's somebody else around me that eats vegetables, but no. no, I prefer just like a, like a
0: meat lovers pizza, just meat. Yeah. The Costco Supreme pizza is the best because it has everything on there. It has Again, the sausage, I haven't been to Costco since before the pandemic that. started. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> I haven't been to Costco since
1: 2019. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, it's true. I don't normally get the pizza at Costco. It's usually just the hot dog and chicken bake or just the hot dog because I just want the Pepsi for it go with it. <laughs> That's funny. But on rare occasions, I mean, back when I was younger, I would get a slice of pizza, eat that before I go into Costco to go shopping. Mm-hmm. And then I would come out and get the hot dog right. and the chicken bake. And yeah. everything would be still be less than $10 for everything mm-hmm. I paid. Totally. Or I would get the pizza and the hot dog, eat both of those, go shopping, get the chicken bake, and then also get a sundae or a berry slushy. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of those. Then that would push me over. That would be like $12. I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, that's so expensive.
1: Well, you really got to do it now because I hear they don't do samples and that makes a lot of sense that you can't do it. So you got to feed yourself before and after. Otherwise, how can you make it through
0: Costco? Oh my gosh. how I forgot about that. How long mm-hmm. are they going to reinstate the samples back in? Probably till phase four or maybe till it's all over. I'm going to say 2022. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I miss just eating one pizza roll. That's yeah. Let me sample yeah. a pizza roll. <laughs> That's what I- for your birthday, I'll get you a box of samples. They'll just be <laughs> cut bits of things, Nelson. That's so awesome. Or half-cut up Dino chicken nugget. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and I'll be there with the scissors. I'll be the with scissors. scissors. And then the I'll put scissors. them in the cupcake um, wrappers and the cupcake. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. your birthday gift. I'll get you a box full of samples. I miss that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like just a tip of like a landjager. No, just... <laughs> Just a tip.
0: (laughs) Oh, so funny. So funny. Okay, Monica, what did you end up eating this week?
1: (laughs) Well, Nelson, triumphant return. After more than a year, I returned to the dollar shop. You know this. My family and I were supposed to go for my birthday, but we got snowed in. It was like six inches at my house. And and so we finally went back and the hot pot is just excellent as always. Um, I just want to mention like the safety precautions. There are plastic shields in between tables. Everybody loves a sauce bar, but clearly it's not safe to deal with it that way. So it's a grab and go. So everything is pre-packaged for you and then you mix it at your table yourself. And there's also no table side mixing by the servers. And iPad ordering, really interesting changes, but really smooth and nothing beats that hot pot. And Nelson, here's the best part. Yeah. Yufang is right next door now.
0: (laughs) Oh, I know this is bad. This is so bad. I. I know it's located in Braver, and I have mm-hmm. I purposely haven't gone to Bravern right? just to get just so I don't have to go to Yufang.
1: I know. So Yufang is there and I made it before they close after dinner and but as all their other locations they only serve the brown sugar boba certain hours of the day. So they weren't serving it when I got there and that's okay. I got the oolong milk tea with coffee jelly. I like their coffee jelly cuz it's the firm kind. It's not the kind the gushy kind that like kind of just gushes up your straw. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Um, so they're one of my favorites, and I know for sure I'll be stopping there every time I go to dollar shops. So and I have two reasons <laughs> to come to Bellevue, like right next to each other, Nelson.
0: I like their almond jelly, too, because it's mm. firm as well. Yeah. So I'll usually get the pineapple high mountain tea with the yeah. firm jelly. If I'm not getting the mango pomelo sago, that's yeah. the other drink that I'll usually yeah,
1: get. Yeah, I was too full for that because it's like that's like a full-on meal, so I couldn't mm-hmm. get that. <laughs> <laughs> My son and I tried out a new a new to us place. and so I've known about this place for a while in Finney Ridge. It's called Tsum. And we drive by really often, but honestly, I never stop because there's a bus stop right in front and then parking, the rest of the parking is usually pretty full, but I'm glad we did. Um, We were both kind of just really surprised. It was, the food was really good and we want to try more menu items. So I tried the Vietnamese chicken wings and he had the popcorn chicken. So both had really good flavor. Uh, The wings had a really good crunch. They're not using regular flour, but it really has good texture it was fried really well. So we were both really pleased by it. So this is a place we're going to check out a little bit more. More. Oh, let's see my son. Oh, man. I feel like I have drank a lot of coffee this week. Cole and I stopped by a place called turtle coffee. So that's a drive through kiosk next to kid Valley on Aurora and I learned about them on Instagram and realized that they took over space from another company last year. I had a cold brew with cream foam, and my son had a desert pear Lotus. So, Lotus is their version of Red Bull. And we we're both really happy with the drinks. And again, we're going to go back. So, uh, really cool to find another independent coffee outlet in our neighborhood. So, I'm pretty happy about that.
0: When did Red Bull become the default non coffee drink right, base? Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get. It. I don't even like Red Bull, so um, <laughs> I don't think I'll be drinking. I don't think I'll be trying Cole's drink. But yeah, I'm just. I'm just wondering. There's a lot of places like, oh, we use Red Bull. Like, yeah. Okay. I I don't understand.
1: I noticed there are a lot of coffee uh, outlets are doing away with the Red Bull, and I think that might have to do with the cost of it. Um, a lot of them are moving to this company called Lotus, which the. I, I don't know why they say this, but it's plant-based. So that leads me to believe that there's something about Red Bull that isn't plant-based, but I'm not sure. Um, so, Because it's kind of confusing to me when I hear that. It's just like plant-based energy drink. I'm all, okay, so what kind of animals are in energy drinks? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do like Red Bull in my alcohol, but not in any of my non-alcoholic drinks. Um, and if I do drink Red Bull, I'm drinking the, the caffeine-free one. I mean, not the caffeine-free, the calorie-free one, one. Zero. No, I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I liked the Red Bull in my alcohol when I was yeah. 25, but yeah. <laughs> not anymore.
1: Oh, well, I but still do anyway. it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I drink all kinds of stuff. You know that. <laughs> so, Nelson, you knew that I was going to go into my office. It's been since December since I went in, and I had to go in for, for, like, a very specific purpose. But one of the things I always look forward to is visiting Cherry Street. I mean, like, you've come, and we've had coffee there. We met up there before. And Cherry Street is not in in the building anymore. And so I'm super sad. Oh, no. I know. (laughs) What happened to them? Well, Ali's been, you know, Ali has been uh, selling some of the locations. So the one on First Hill is going to be the Bun Boona in Seattle, which, yay, so excited. And um, this one was is called Local Coffee Shop. And so they took over the space and told me they took over two other Cherry Street locations as well. I believe Denny and Belltown. So I said, well, I'm here. I want to support local folks. So let's get a bagel sandwich and an iced lavender latte. I'd say the coffee was good. They still have a lot of local producers, and that's what's really important to me. So Seattle Bagel has their bagels, and Elanos has their Greek yogurt there. They use Cafe Vita beans and sell Cafe Vita nitro. Those are all pluses for me, and so I'll be trying more stuff. Um, I'm considering going into the office once a week, but we'll see if that happens because, you know, I have to wear pants and brush my teeth and stuff to go to the office, and I'm not sure I'm down with that. Okay, so we try to see Annie as much as we can separately because <laughs> we haven't hung out together in a long time. But I had lunch with Annie this week, and we kicked it off with a visit to Hello M. So I finally went there, Nelson. There was no line, so I was all
0: about oh, it. There was nice. no line. I know, so excited, so excited. I had the must have bed. been like at nine a.m. on <laughs> a Wednesday. <laughs> right? that you went. <laughs> Right,
1: (laughs) whatever it was, we got in there, and I had the pandan Vietnamese iced coffee with a cloud topped with cocoa chips. So it was really wow, that was the
0: everything drink, right? (laughs) Right.
1: Well, 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 Yenvi was there, and then you know, we were ordering, and she came over to approve our orders and tell us what we should be drinking. (laughs) <laughs> so so she was a help uh, there so really great to see her and after our coffee Annie and I headed to mangosteen for wings popcorn chicken garlic noodles drinks and dessert wings excellent as always popcorn chicken we got it medium spice so it was just right noodles just perfect and then time made sure we got some cheesecake so i know you love the sweets nelson so you got to try that sweet uh cheesecake it's a uh, it's a little bit airier not not mm-hmm. so dense and it's got fruits on it which i know you love well in Little Saigon I couldn't pass up a stop at Saigon Deli. So I picked up a number one pork sandwich to pair with my Wild Barrel Vice Mango Lychee beer and I thought that was the beer that you would probably like the most. And Nelson Sounds I good. know I know I know you agree Nelson. 450 for a bon me is how much you should be paying, right?
0: <laughs> no, no. I am looking at this. Mm-hmm. I still would pay the 450 for a bon me right now. Right. But I remember only paying two twenty five at Saigon <laughs> Deli for like, number one, and so this is double the price of what I normally pay. And yes, and this is this is not not to poo poo on Saigon Deli or right. any Vietnamese, but right. like. I don't know. It just makes me so weird that I'm paying so much for a bond me these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, but it's you... still a really good deal for 450. It's yeah. still under
1: five dollars. <laughs> maybe if you buy in bulk. See, if you go to Lanhuai, you get a buy five get one. Right. So right. maybe if you even mm-hmm. out the price, maybe maybe if you buy in bulk, it's different.
0: I don't know. We used to buy in bulk. We used to buy like six at a time. I know. That. My family and I. But yeah. yeah. But now I don't think we don't buy I don't think we buy in bulk anymore because it's too expensive to buy in bulk too expensive.
1: too expensive. Might as well make your own. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this will make you mad then if you don't like this four fifty. My bagel sandwich, if you look at it in my stories,
0: costs eight fifty. I know, that's even that's bad too. <laughs> yeah. That's even worse. Because a bagel like... sandwich is way smaller than a Bonnie. Right.
1: <laughs> I knew you would love that one. I, I think that trip to the coffee house cost me $25 that
0: day. <laughs> but these sandwiches and I, I'm just, I don't know. There are places that sell these corned beef sandwiches, mm-hmm. not Market House. Market House, I think is about maybe eight fifty. actually maybe $9. Mm-hmm. But there are places that sell like upwards of $16 for yeah. a corned beef sandwich. Yeah. I paid $18, not including tax for a burger, but that was out in- I was on a golf course, but I'm yeah. just like $18. Oh, yeah. And- that's
1: how much a pastrami sandwich costs, too, up north. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it kind of depends, you know? I mean, if you want like really good curated meat, then I think that's where the price point comes. If I pay $18 for a pastrami sandwich and then I get cold cuts, we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I just agree. warning y'all out there, don't you ever do that to me. We're going to fight. You're yeah. going to see my face get ugly fast. <laughs> so it better be some like artisan, like, like hand cured stuff where I can see some yeah. spices on it. Do
0: not feed me lunch meat. We are going to fight. <laughs> this is the mountain I'm going to be dying off of. Is <laughs> sandwich prices. Yeah, my goodness. I know. I have to go to QFC because I got to see how much they charge for a QFC like deli sandwich that they make. Six fifty. Okay, that's that's reasonable. I'm okay with that. <laughs> But I was I was I was scared. I thought it was gonna be like $8.50 that I have to pay for that sandwich. Yeah. And I have paid for like Artisanal grocery stores right. for an $850. They sell by the pound. Right. I was like $5.99 for, for a sandwich and then they mm-hmm. it's and then the sandwich just weighs over a pound with the bread. Mm-hmm. Not saying it rhymes with ECC, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean i I look at it, it as like $10.50 for the sandwich. What just happened to me? okay i'm I'm done i'm done okay did it it have a pickle at least no it didn't even doesn't even come with a pickle no
1: pickle Uh -uh. no no pickle
0: i know it's harsh.
1: (laughs) All right, keep going, Monica. Nelson, you know I never have Taco Tuesday, so that's never when I eat Mexican. Um, But I haven't been to El Camino in a while, so I stopped by for Carnitas Tacos Dorados, which is basically rolled-up tacos. So I just love that, that you have this rolled-up taco, you can dip it in things, and you can still get the freshness from veggies, Mm -hmm. and they have a really nice avocado crema. I've always loved their crema. And it's just really nice to see them because you know some of their locations have shut down. So I believe that just the one in North Seattle, Sandpoint, and I think West Seattle might be the only locations that are open and they used to have a lot really trying to support them a bit Okay, so I had a one of everything moment. So I was driving by Fuji Bakery in Inner Bay and I had to stop. So yeah, Nelson, I was that person that tried to clean out their case. So $60 later, I didn't quite buy everything, but there's always next time. (laughs) So I'm glad they make drinks at this location. So what what a lot of people might not know is they didn't always. And so I remember I've been drinking like matcha lattes from uh, Fuji for years. And when that location in Inner Bay first opened, they didn't make the drinks, but they do. If hojicha is on the menu, I'm getting it. I love matcha, but I'll always choose hojicha over it. And so it's really smooth and delicious and has that really nutty flavor that I love. And my family and I have eaten almost the entire box of pastries. I think there are two left, but they were out of beef curry buns. And I was prepared to get a dozen of those alone. So watch out, Fuji. I'm coming for your buns. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, I'll get it.
0: Yes, Monica's hot on their buns. Hot on the Hot buns. on Fuji's buns, yes. Hot on Fuji's buns. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I ate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. I ate a lot the past several weeks, so this, this is good. This is good. Okay, Monica, we do have an interview today. Why don't you tell us about our guest?
1: Today's interview is with Schubert Ho, executive chef and co-owner of Feed Me Hospitality in Edmonds. If you don't recognize the name of Feed Me, I'm positive you'll recognize some of the names of some of the restaurants in the group. Here's our interview with Schubert. How? Welcome to the show, Schubert.
2: Hi there. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. It's gorgeous out and really looking forward to chatting with you a bit today.
2: Yes, me too. I I can't wait to get back outside and go hang out by the beach or something.
1: Oh, I know. So for our listeners, the Feed Me Hospitality family includes names like Salt and Iron, Shubidoo Catering, Bardojo Market Fishmonger, Eatery, Sankai, and so much more. So we'll get into that a little bit, but I want them to know like how big and how epic this is. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the company?
2: Well, we started a long time ago. My wife and I owned Shoebidoo Catering and it was just my wife and I catering on the weekends while I was full-time sous chefing at PID Restaurant. I would say this is probably 12, 13 years ago. And we would just start by catering for our friends. And then eventually it worked into catering for friends' friends every other weekend. And uh, I had left that job and started working another one in Edmonds. Mm -hmm. Eventually quit that because we got so busy. Mm -hmm. We started the catering company full-time. Wow. Really from there, the rest of the restaurant started to pop up naturally as we were looking for our own brick and mortar mm-hmm. first was born bar dojo which was literally kitty corner to our condo in edmond oh, okay. so it was a five no probably like a two minute walk mm-hmm. that i hardly ever walked to because i always drove to work because i needed to drive somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know that that kind of was the beginning of all our of the restaurant side of our our company and okay really slow to start it was at the bottom of the recession kind of risky for us to take on a restaurant at that time but we had the catering business to kind of share that space mm-hmm. and so what we did was we slowly built held you know stood stayed strong in our craft and mm-hmm. and really made it through the first three years barely making any money and then from then on we started opening our next few units income wow. salt and iron a market sunkai which is a partnership with mm-hmm. uh, chef Rishinokano, and mm-hmm. and now recently firing the feast which yeah. is a, another partnership with the mm-hmm. people that own Spiro's Pizza, and then the Edmonds Waterfront Center. Mm-hmm. It's been quite a journey.
1: It is. And so, yeah, I didn't mention some of the new ones because I definitely wanted to talk about them, but let's start with why Edmonds.
2: Well, well, first of all, we moved here and mm-hmm. my wife has some family, so that kind of is what brought us up into the area. Okay. And at that time, when we first moved here, I was still working in the Seattle market and you know, I hadn't had fully time to explore Downtown Edmonds or Edmonds Mm -hmm. as a whole. I soon discovered that there was hardly a place open past nine o'clock to eat. You know, I always found myself going back down to Seattle after work. To go to the bars and go hang out as a 20-year-old practicing chef. Mm -hmm. Later on decided, wow, it's so beautiful here. I think this area could really use some restaurants. And that's kind of how we decided to stay. Well, the other side of it was that we had kids uh, alongside the opening of Bar Dojo and Salt and Iron, which is a horrible idea, but it always happens (laughs) that way. And that really is what kept us here because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be another chef or another restaurant worker that missed the first 20 years of my kids' lives. Yeah, Keeping it close was really important, keeping it family-oriented and family-owned. Yeah, We opened the restaurants up with our cousin, Andrew, and mm-hmm. he's my business partner on a day-to-day operating basis. And so he also has two kids of the same age, also the same time we were opening restaurants.
1: Yeah, and I wanted you to tell that story because, as you mentioned, some of your restaurants are really getting a lot of attention right now. So for those of us who live near Edmund, so I don't live in Edmonds, but I live over sort of on the shoreline border. So I'm really close, just a few minutes away. Mm. I'm kind of low-key mad because now it's a little harder to find parking when I come down <laughs> to Main Street. And of course, there's always a line at market. I still got beef with you for stealing Hans because Hans is one of my favorite street food vendors making oh, chicken yeah. and rice. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's we, we go back a few years. He's doing great things there. You, I mean, you and your business partners are doing great things. But yeah, so I want people to kind of know, like for me, as someone who's been going to Edmonds for a long time because Mm -hmm. it's so close to my house, the vibe has definitely changed. And I don't think it's an understatement to say that you've been part of that, right? And so I just, I really want to name that. And as you're getting more recognition you know, kind of, again, low-key mad about it, but not really. Right
2: right, <laughs> right, 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 I get it. I get it. Hans was a special find for us. I mean, yes. you know, we found him before he started his chicken rice. He was mm-hmm. working at Salt and Iron for us yep. at, as a line cook. And yep. we immediately recognized the talent that he had. And mm-hmm. he voiced that he wanted to open his own business at one point, mm-hmm. And he did. We helped him out a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. gave him some guidance and he makes the best chicken rice ever. He does. I mean, he, I think he's done a pop-up once or twice at the market with his chicken rice and <laughs> We're hoping in the future there might be a, a chicken rice partnership somewhere along yeah, the line. Yeah,
1: for sure. You know, that might have been some of my complaining.
2: <laughs> right. right, right.
1: Um, but, you know, that...
2: that's okay. Um, hey, uh, the. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Nelson always gets mad because he goes, how come, how come you just ask for stuff and businesses just do it? I'm just like, why don't you ask? Exactly. <laughs> you never well, know what see, they're going to if you don't
2: ask, we don't know. <laughs> right? And that's really what I tell everybody, all my customers. If you have a complaint or a comment yeah. or a request, please let us know because we can't read your mind. I wish we could.
1: Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the pandemic as we're currently in phase three. Businesses all over have struggled during the pandemic, and I'm sure your company has as well. But what I've noticed is that it seems like there have been a number of successes as well. How have you all managed to compensate for the difficulties during phase one and two?
2: Well, you know, uh, when we first had to shut down the majority of our units temporarily, we had to lay off about 200 of our 210 employees. And that was really hard on us. We had never, it was like losing your entire family. And we all, the restaurant industry is very very i guess family oriented we Mm -hmm. we consider everyone that works with us very close when we kind of pulled ourselves out of that cloud and it was it was very depressing Uh, we looked within ourselves and said hey what does the community need because it seems like there are inadequacies in the systems that are coming Mm -hmm. to light from this pandemic how can we support people through food and that's when we created our community kitchen here in Edmonds turn salt and iron into a production kitchen for feeding kids in the school district Mm -hmm. that normally would have received free lunches at school. But school wasn't open and Mm -hmm. they had even paused their programs uh, or it was very minimal Mm -hmm. and same thing with the seniors we had won the RFP for the Edmonds Waterfront Center which is run by the Edmonds Senior Center okay and part of our job when it opened was to assist in food insecurity for seniors as well Mm -hmm. that kind of sped us along on that path and Mm -hmm. we realized it was not only keeping our uh, kitchen busy but also uh, allowing us to hire a few employees back slowly as the program built. we received all this pay it forward money from the public just Mm -hmm. to perform these tasks
1: yeah and I think that that gets to one of my other questions about like how you tried to help out in the community I think Food insecurity is one of the most silent issues in any city, because there's a lot of shame that goes along with it. And I think that for Feed Me to step up and to make sure that kids are getting school lunches, you know, whether it's a $5 lunch at market or um, donations that that people just can't pay. I mean, that's so powerful and just shows like you strength in the community. And that as a business, it's not just making money, making dollars off of people, it's really being a part of it an integral part of wherever you are. And so I really love that about this group, which is another reason that I wanted to talk to you all.
2: Thank you. And you know, a lot of the credit is attributed to, uh, both our wives, both Andrew Mm -hmm. and my wife, and they're both teachers in the school district. And, uh, they support students and see these students that don't have the resources right. like many others do. And right. so we're very aware of it. And without their knowledge and their experiences in the classroom setting, we would have never really been able yeah. to identify this ourselves. So a lot of credit to the wives. Make yeah. sure they're they're always taking care of the students. Mm-hmm. And same with the seniors. If we had not been involved with the Edmonds Senior Center, we would just not be as aware. And mm-hmm. luck favors the prepared man, Travis Rosenthal of the Rosenthal Group that owns uh, Rumba. Mm-hmm. He, he's he's given me a lot of great advice and used to be my boss at piatti so oh really? i take that yeah. i take that quote to heart for sure
1: yeah yeah travis owns um algo Verde too and so it's a place that I, I go to an awful lot and it's just a fine place but um before i forget for our listeners rfp is a request for proposals where someone has a contract and then you have businesses bidding on it so not everybody's familiar with the lingo yeah. so i want to be sure that i point that out thank you yeah so okay so now's the exciting stuff so you already mentioned fire in the feast which is new Shore Pine Coffee and Gelato, and Potlatch Bistro. So those are the most recent additions to the Feed Me family. What are their concepts and how are they doing?
2: Sure. Never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined opening uh, three units in the pandemic, (laughs) let alone one. And it all started... Well, it started with Potlatch Bistro and Shore Pine. That had been in the works prior to the pandemic. The building was supposed to open up last March, mm-hmm. but it was paused through construction and delays and material delays. We didn't really get to work in that space at the Edmonds Waterfront Center till November. Most recently have opened up Potlatch Bistro, which serves lunch only Monday through Friday with the meal subsidies for seniors as well. Mm-hmm. And then short pine coffee and gelato. It was just an extra amenity for the kiosk for us to operate there. We just have to provide one dollar cups of premium drip coffee from okay. Middle Fork Roasters to okay. the members. I mean, wow. you can't get a dollar cup of coffee anywhere
1: these <laughs> days. You know? I can't I can't make a dollar cup of coffee. No, you house. can't
2: even make a dollar. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But the gelato from Gelatiamo is fantastic, and it's mm-hmm. right by the beach. I bet you they're scooping gelato by the tens right now. Every right every now, five oh minutes. yes, yeah. This weekend <laughs> really you're warm. gonna kill
1: it, Gelatiamo. My favorite is they make a rice gelato that has grains oh. of rice in it, and it's fabulous. Really? I love that one, and they okay, know I'll, it. They know me. I'll <laughs> have to ask
2: Maria about that rice gelato right. for sure.
1: It's delicious.
2: But Fire and the Feast, it was at the old spot of Ipulo Bistro. They had moved down to where 190 Sunset was. And mm-hmm. uh, I know the landlord really well. We've been friends for a long time. And he's always kept me in the loop and said, hey, if you ever want to open a restaurant someday, let me know. I might have a space here and there. And it yeah. just so happens there was just another space on Main Street, our third one now. Actually, I said, "Well, you know, it's the pandemic and things are not good right now. There's no money to go around. Are you sure you want to do this?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I think things will bounce back." Uh, and he was telling me that he had confidence in our ability to open and operate restaurants. Well, I didn't have that same confidence because I just had to lay off 200 people.
1: Right. Uh, but
2: we were slowly building up by then. And uh, what was nice about it was that it was already a restaurant. And we didn't have to do any major renovations other than just fixing things, making it look nicer and cleaning up the mess. I always wanted to open up an Italian restaurant with pizza because that was what I was classically trained in Mm -hmm. at Piatti Restaurant by... Chef Felix Acosta, who was back then, you know, in the 80s and 90s, a really well-known chef around here right. that stems from the lineage of Tom Douglas. He basically worked for Tom Douglas when Dolly Lounge opened and Tom said, don't go to culinary school. I'll teach you everything.
1: <laughs> so, I miss Dahlia so yeah, much. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so sad to hear that it closed. But, yeah. uh, you know, many of us chefs can trace our training through one or two degrees of separation back to Tom Douglas.
1: still going on. Some yep. of the hottest chefs came out of like Tanaka-san, really,
2: right. I mean, right. so,
1: so we know who who they all are?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that you know, that was the driving force was the fact that we could mitigate some risk by partnering up with uh, the owners of Spiros, who owns the building that Fire and the Feast was. And you know, it was full circle too because I had worked at Ipula Bistro when they first opened, mm-hmm. and I was the opening general manager, and then eventually the chef for the first year. But I left because we lost uh, our first baby in pregnancy, and we just needed Sorry. some time off and. It was 10 years to the day of the anniversary of our loss oh that uh, that we came back and opened this restaurant.
1: Wow. And it
2: was takeout only too when we opened because they had yeah. just dialed it back from phase mm-hmm. two back to phase one.
1: Yeah.
2: And we we're like, well, if anything else can go wrong, it couldn't go that wrong because mm-hmm. we might as well just go for it. And that's what we yeah. did. Yeah, And it's doing really well today.
1: Good. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. We have a what are we eating segment, and our listeners are really interested to hear where people love to eat. And I have to limit it to three, especially with chefs, because y'all have a list that's way too long. So what are you loving right now?
2: Right now, I am still on my fried chicken kick.
1: Yeah. I feel that in my soul.
2: Yeah, I think that (laughs) may have been the last 20 years that I've been on this fried chicken kick. Right. No, I know. But... I think right now because the pandemic dictates comfort food, fried chicken really is my comfort food and, and, I am proud to say I do love KFC's original fried chicken.
1: Yeah. You know, not the extra crispy. Not the extra crispy. The original flavor. Original. Nice, nice. But
2: I do love a lot of other chicken. And and Luis from Bar Dojo really knocks Mm -hmm. it out of the park with his fried chicken. It is amazing. And I am this close to trying to find a spot so that he can open us a fried chicken place.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been back there in a while. I got to go.
2: All right. Where else? And then, uh, you know, I want to say it's barbecue season and I'm Mm -hmm. starting to – C- recure my pizza oven. So at home, I have a pizza oven that fits yeah. one nice large pizza. And mm-hmm. uh, I get into the mood of making that fresh dough. And we've been doing this at Fire and the Feast over the last few months. So mm-hmm. I'm back very well-practiced. And uh, what I do is have the family over and we really go to town on, hey, you choose your toppings. I'll put it in the oven and maybe we'll go swimming afterwards in the pool. Kind oh, of thing.
1: how fun. How fun. Yeah. One more.
2: One more. You know what I didn't get enough to do this winter was have my hot pot. And oh, with my yeah. friends. Oh, my God! So many of my close friends know that I live for hot pot, uh, mm-hmm. Chinese hot pot. And I make the stock from scratch, from pork bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get all the sliced meats from H Mart. I get all yeah. the vegetables. <laughs> I make this uh, cilantro vinaigrette sauce that mm-hmm. I think Nancy Leeson has featured way back when. Oh, wow. Uh, there's a recipe out there somewhere. It's just three full hours of gorging ourselves to the point where we can't even get up just eating eating out of this hot pot our our mouths are all scorched from that hot soup i only got to do it like once or twice this year yeah and the reason being is that you it's really hard to have hot pot by yourself you need to have some friends over right it's really a get together you can't feel
1: good about like three pounds of meat if it's just you it feels sad
2: yes exactly (laughs) That, you know, the the (laughs) headset on the nail. I didn't think I was that sad until you just told me.
1: (laughs) It's very sad. I know because I was craving hot pot a lot too. I finally went to Dollar Shop last week because I've missed Mm -hmm. it. So I haven't been there in like a year and a half. You know, it's expensive, but it's so worth it. But I also support a lot of smaller other businesses in in international national district. So I'm looking forward to getting back to those as well.
2: Yeah. Uh, the, you know, I don't get to head down to the international district too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's why I make it at home a lot and just yeah. say, hey, friends, all five of you come over. I got some <laughs> all help five
1: out. of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So thank you so much for joining us, Schubert.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: And that's our interview with Schubert. Nelson, we're both fans of a number of spots in Edmonds. And as I was chatting with Schubert, I realized I haven't been to Bard Dojo in years. So I need to
0: go back. Yeah, Dojo and Fire in the Feast. We of course we love Market. I mm-hmm. think they were talking about gelato too as well. So mm-hmm. there's, wow, he is taking over Edmonds, especially <laughs> the the downtown part of right. Edmonds, which is great, which is good. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's great because people can just walk when they're waiting for their ferry can just walk up there. I remember mm-hmm. I remember a lot of times waiting for a ferry and just walking up to downtown Edmonds, and yeah. It's great. I know he studied under the tutelage of Tom Douglas and maybe he wouldn't offend him that he might be the Tom Douglas of Edmonds, Monica. <laughs>
1: I'm not
0: sure. Because
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he credits his his mentorship at Piatti. Uh, Piatti so, as well, yeah. yes. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, So I think he leans more into that one. So I'm not sure. But Tom, you know, okay. Tom Douglas does have a really distinguished lineage. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's never surprising to us to find out that a chef worked in one of the Tom Douglas restaurants and um, are doing really innovative things out there. So whatever it is. Okay.
0: You know. So Schubert will not be sponsoring the July 4th fireworks. In Elvis, <laughs> I don't know. He probably does. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, great interview. No, it's, it's fun. It's so good to hear that. It's great. All right, Monica, that's pretty good show tonight. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I feel good about it. Maybe it's the sunshine. Maybe it's that two hour nap, but I'm feeling energized for the
0: week. Really? I thought it was the sunshine that's like draining me because I'm ex- I'm exhausted right now. So. I'm in my
1: dungeon right now, so that's why I feel all nice and cool. It's like fifty-five degrees down here.
0: Yeah. All right, everyone. Monica's gotta go feed her dragons in her dungeon. So <laughs> we're gonna leave it from there. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there and happy eating Seattle.